Hello and welcome to this week's episode of What Happened for the week of October 14th, 2018. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and this week we got one story in games and a bunch more in tech. So first I'm going to start off with games. Rockstar employees talk about working conditions amid overworking controversy. Rockstar is continuing their marketing push for Red Dead Redemption 2, and that includes conducting interviews. In an interview with Vulture, Rockstar co-founder Dan Hauser mentioned that, quote, we were working 100-hour weeks, end quote. This caught the eye of the gaming media, who then blew it up. To combat this, Rockstar mentioned that the quote was only for making the game story over a three-week period, quote, across the whole company, we have some senior people who work very hard purely because they're passionate about a project or their particular work, and we believe that passion shows in the games we release. End quote. Along with this, Rockstar allowed employees to openly talk to reporters and on social media about their working conditions and how they felt about it. A lot who talked about it said yes, they worked overtime, but not 100 hour hours per week, and it was because of their own choice. They were not forced to. I wanted to bring up one example because he has been there for nine years and has seen how the company changed. Jeffrey Furman, who is an animator for Rockstar, talked about the working conditions he saw. Quote, I worked at Rockstar now for nine years. When I started, things were a lot smaller than they were now. Truth be told, at the time, we had a lot of growing to do in a company with how we approached hard work and long hours. Thankfully, we grew up since then, and I'm happy to say things have really improved. We have an entire dedicated HR team who really look after us now, and the work environment is as positive and inclusive as it's ever been. Twice during development of Red Dead Redemption 2, I've had two family emergencies, and Rockstar was nothing but supportive. My Abuelita passed away unexpectedly, and they were nothing but supportive of me traveling during a huge milestone at the time to be with my family and saying goodbye to my abuelita. Many of my close friends, many of which are my colleagues, know my dad was diagnosed with cancer during production of Red Dead Redemption 2, and they gave me as much leave as I wanted for as long as I needed to go out to be with my family during a really difficult time. He is in remission, by the way. Thank fuck. Sure. I put in the hours toward the end, but I was never in a forced situation. My own boss mailed me a bunch of times to tell me not to work so hard and to make sure I get some time outside the studio and get some rest. All these stories the past couple of days have really upset me because it feels like a personal attack on my friends and the family I work with. We have really grown as a company and it feels like sometimes people just want horrible stories to be true. I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak for myself when I say I absolutely love working here, feel respected and valued. So I wanted to bring his view up because I feel it was the most detailed one. He talked about how it changed over time and also gave specific examples. Now, if you do not know, this in the game industry is known as crunching. For the last few weeks or even months before a game is released, people will work overtime week in and week out to finish the game. This is a big issue as the reason it still happens is because there is no official union and these more bigger cases of crunching the past few years have caused people to start thinking about making one. I feel they should because the stories I read about what is happening is terrible. Like being a game developer should be a very hard but rewarding career. Being able to see a commercial on TV or the game in a store and you can say you help make that happen. You should not have to see it and feel oh well I missed the birth of my kid or wow I remember all the times I was sick at my desk coughing my lungs out because I was doing 70-80 hours a week. For this case Rockstar was known to be hell to work for in 2000, specifically with the development of Grand Theft Auto 4. Now, they could have changed, and that is what Jeffrey is saying, but I do feel that everyone is telling the truth. Yes, Rockstar said, hey, go talk about to people how you really feel, but if you were in their position, would you really shit on the company you work for and not worry something might happen? Now, I'm not saying the people that posted something were lying, but I'm also saying the people who have actual issues with Rockstar probably stayed quiet. Anyway, I hope this becomes another reason why game developer union should happen. Moving over to tech, eBay is suing Amazon over poaching sellers. eBay has filed a lawsuit in California against Amazon for allegedly poaching their third-party sellers. The goal of the lawsuit is to ban Amazon employees from misusing the messaging system on eBay. 
This comes after Wall Street Journal reported that eBay sent a cease and desist letter to Amazon with claims that Amazon employees were messaging third-party sellers on eBay's platform to try and get them to move over to the Amazon marketplace. The lawsuit also mentioned that in eBay's terms of service, you cannot use their messaging service to conduct outside business. Quote, the scheme is startling in breath, involving large numbers of Amazon representatives targeting many hundreds of eBay sellers and spanning several countries overseas and many states in the United States, including California, end quote. Now, I'm a bit confused by eBay's complaint. As far as I knew, sellers on eBay and Amazon are independent, so they don't have to stay loyal to one company. Go with whatever one has the best deal. But also, if you are a big third-party seller, why not have a store on both platforms? Or is that not allowed in the terms and conditions from eBay or Amazon or both? Why I'm confused about that, I do understand that eBay is upset about how Amazon is doing this, and if it's true, then they have a right to be upset. Look, if Amazon is offering your independent sellers a sweet deal, then you should have to offer a better one. But I think eBay has a right to be angry about how Amazon is abusing their own platform to get these sellers. Like a similar situation could be like, hey, you make content on Facebook, on your nice Facebook page. Let me use Facebook messaging and come over to Twitter, right? You should move everything over to Twitter for us. Like, that's messed up. If Amazon just called them privately or sent them an email to the sellers, then eBay would have a lot less of a case here. Uber rolls out VoIP calls for users. This week, Uber announced that they have begun rolling out VoIP on the app. If you do not know, VoIP is audio calls through the internet, so think of FaceTime audio or Skype. This will now join the other ways drivers can talk to their customers, including texting, calling through a cellular network. Uber talked about this by saying one of the reasons they did this is that in a lot of countries, data has now become cheaper than regular calling. Quote, data calling is now much cheaper than voice calling, end quote, said Gargamack, who is the product manager for communications at Uber. I think this is great because it makes it easier for both drivers and riders to communicate. Mac mentioned that the reason they did this was because data is cheaper, and I'm wondering in what countries is that true, because I know for a fact he isn't talking about America. In another piece of Uber news, Uber is testing out a new service. According to the Financial Times, it's called Uber Works and would allow for businesses to hire workers for short-term work for events. These roles would include security and waitressing for said events. Currently, Uber is testing UberWorks in Chicago after testing it in Los Angeles earlier in the year. As of now, there's no official release, though, for the service. Uber is smart to be diversifying their portfolio of services to increase growth, as so far, Uber Eats has shown to be a huge success. If this can take off, Uber will have their main service for ride-sharing, Uber Eats, UberWorks, and then their scooter, scooter rental service. Now, they do have an issue where they have to make sure they don't go too fast, because while it's good to grow, they are currently planning to have an IPO in 2019, and you do not want to fuck that up. And a good way of doing that is saying you're going to be able to do all this stuff and then not be able to do it because guess who's going to be upset? The investors. The investors that will be putting in to your IPO. SiriusXM is offering three months free to Echo owners. Amazon and SiriusXM have a bit of promotion going on right now. If you are an Amazon Echo owner, you can now get three months free service of SiriusXM. Just sign up for the premium service as it's called through the Amazon link. That way it will register that you do own an Echo and qualify for the deal. The only downside to this is that it's for new customers only. If you already have or has SiriusXM, you're out of luck. I think this is a great move for SiriusXM. As I mentioned a few weeks ago, SiriusXM is still kind of a big, but not a lot, as a lot of its initial subscriptions are from the cars people buy. Now, this can get people in a different market to try it out, and hopefully they stay on. There are a million of Echo owners out there, and having the backing of Amazon with this is great. New, cheaper version of the Model 3 announced. While it is not the long-awaited $35,000 Model 3 that Tesla is working on, they have announced a cheaper Model 3. Coming in at $45,000, this Model 3 with a range of 260 miles per charge with a max speed of 125, compared to the current Model 3 of 310 miles per charge at 145 miles per hour. 
Elon Musk talked about it on Twitter saying the new version has the same battery as the 310 version, but uses less battery cells. Now that 45,000 gets you the base model. If for example, you want the autopilot, that will cost an additional 5,000. Another thing about the car is that unlike the Model 3, the other one, this one only has the option of rear wheel drive. You can order the new Model 3 now if you are in America or Canada. I don't have much to say here, but I guess Tesla, or releasing a slightly cheaper Model 3, it's a good move. I said it before, but remember, cheaper Model 3s is what Tesla will live and die on. If they can get to moving the 35,000 Model 3 off the line and into people's hands and keep up production, they will grow massively. If they cannot hit that $35,000 model, then they either go out of business, run out of money, or someone buys them. Apple now allowing customers in the United States to download their data. Starting this week, Apple will allow users to download their data, which includes your iTunes purchases and iCloud bookmarks. This feature was already available to users in the EU thanks to the GDPR, which was enacted earlier this year. To download the data, you have to go onto the data and privacy page on Apple's website and log in. This is a nice move on Apple and reinforces their message that privacy and data is very important, which is something they have been able to use against companies like Google or Facebook. Also, this is not something they had to do, only for the users in the EU because of the new laws that were put in place. So it shows their commitment to privacy overall, and I hope they continue that. Essential lays off 30% of staff. Bloomberg is reporting that the smartphone startup ran by one of the founders of Android, Andy Rubin, has laid off 30% of their staff. Cuts are reported to have been mostly in sales and hardware components. This is the latest development since rumors that their second phone was cancelled due to poor sales of their initial phone last year, and is now rumored to be working on an AI-powered device. So far, besides confirming the layoffs, Essential has not talked about any of their future hardware plans. Obviously, this is bad for the employees there, as some lost their jobs right before the holiday season, which is always the worst time to lose a job, and this is also bad for the employees that still work there, because if the company is not bought out or they make a new hit, they will probably be next. I also think Essential is not being smart here about their next move. By focusing development on a new kind of device run by AI, they have to hope it takes off. Otherwise, they are done. I feel they should have made a second Essential phone that was approved upon and possibly cheaper from the first one. That one ended up closer to a OnePlus lineup of phones. It would have sell way better and probably give the company a chance to rebound. I'll make a prediction right here on Essential. By October 1st next year, 2019, Essential will either go out of business, they'll shut down, or they'll be bought out. Also, they will not release a new phone or this AI device by the time that happens. I guess we'll see if my prediction is right. Lyft rolls out a monthly subscription across the country. Lyft's monthly subscription, which has been tested out throughout the year, is now available across America. Called the All Access Plan, it will cost $2.99 per month, and that will get you 30 rides that are $15 or under. If a ride costs more than $15, then you pay the difference. Also, the rides do not roll over, so if you have some rides left over at the end of the month, you lose them. You do not get them back. Another limitation of the plan is that it also does not include scooters or the bikes for the ride, so just regular car lift rides. Now, if you can get past the sticker shock of dropping $2.99 per month, this isn't a bad plan if you live in a big city. Like, if you don't have a car, paying this would help you get around the city in a more enjoyable way than, say, going on a bus or going to the subway. Also, for Lyft, this is important because they're also planning to have an IPO next year, but before Ubers. And investors do like subscription plans, as for them, it's easier to see consistent income. I like the idea, but I would like to see multiple plans offered. That would make it easier for people to try, try it out, sign up, you know, maybe offer a $100 plan with limited rides, maybe offer a $500 one. I think this is a good idea, but they need to branch it out. Huawei announced feature-packed Mat 20X. At an event, Huawei announced the Mat 20 and Mat 20 Pro. However, the real phone everyone is talking about right now is the 20X. They're also talking about the 20 Pro as well, but everything about this phone is huge. With a whopping 7.2-inch OLED screen, a 5,000 milliamp battery, and three rear camera lens. Along with this, it runs Android Pie, and the internals include a Karen 980 processor, 6 gigabytes of RAM, and 128 gigs of storage. 
The 20X will also have a cooling system built in, which will be useful since Huawei is advertising this phone as a bit more of a gaming device, with them also making a gamepad accessory that has a D-pad and an analog stick. The phone will cost €899 Euros and will be available October 26th in the UK. The phone will not be available directly in America. I wanted to mention this because this phone size is crazy. If I remember right, the iPad mini screen size was 7.8 inches, so this is basically a small tablet. Personally, I'm more interested in a 20 Pro because that phone itself is a wireless charger for other devices, which is really interesting. It is a shame that these more unique phones are not available in America and that you have to get them imported, which I might do for one of these. Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen has died at 65. In a bit of somber news, Microsoft's co-founder Paul Allen has died at 65. Allen died due to complications from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which came back after being in remission and was being f treated for it just a few weeks ago. Paul Allen, while not as well known as Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, was one of the titans of technology. Allen co-founded Microsoft with Bill Gates back in 1975 and was responsible for the name of the company and helping make the two-click mouse. Besides being a co-founder of Microsoft, Paul Allen was also an owner of the few teams you might have heard of, including the Seattle Seahawks and Portland Trailblazers. Just like Gates, he was also involved with philanthropy with Paul G. Allen Philanthropies. The website for it mentioned that Allen's contributions are over $2 billion. Now for this, I'm just going to keep my opinions out of it because there's no point. Paul Allen made history with the work he did, including his philanthropy, which also helped people as well. I'm going to finish the story by saying what other people in the tech industry are saying about this. From Tim Cook, quote, Our industry has lost a pioneer, and our world has lost a force for good. We send our deepest condolences to Paul's friends, the Allen family, and everyone at Microsoft, end quote. CEO of Amazon Jeff Bezos said, quote, Very sad to hear of Paul Allen's passing. His passion for invention and pushing forward inspired so many. He was relentless to the end. My heart goes out to Paul's friends and families, quote. And lastly, from Bill Gates, quote, From our early days together at Lakeside School, through our partnership in the creation of Microsoft, to some of our joint philanthropic projects over the years, Paul was a true partner and a dear friend. Personal computing would not have existed without him, but Paul wasn't content with starting one company. He channeled his intellect and compassion into a second act focusing on improving people's lives and strengthening communities in Seattle and around the world. He was fond of saying, if it has the potential to do good, then we should do it. That's the kind of person he was. Paul loved life and those around him, and we all cherished him in return. He deserved much more time, but his contributions to the world of technology and philanthropy will live on for generations to come. I will miss him tremendously. End quote. So with this somber news, I'm not going to be plugging all my usual stuff and all that. I'm just going to end it at I'm just going to end it at this. If you enjoyed the podcast, great. This is it for the uh, episode, and I will see you next time.